Welcome. We're uh, going to talk today about something that this is not actually happened. Has this happened before us, as before? We watched a documentary um, about somebody that we have actually spent time with in real life. Um, I don't think we did Janae Crocs. Did we do a review on oh, that? We, uh, yeah, we did. Actually, that's what that's Janae Kroc. I would say American Gladiators walks the line just because of Jen and Michael Hearn. Obviously, they, they weren't featured in this American Gladiators. I'm trying to think of the other ones, probably not. Yeah, so so Crocs got to be the yeah, yeah. I was even first. trying to think of the other sports we've done because there's a new quarterback one that we should probably cover. I heard was good, but I haven't heard of we want to follow up the tennis one, but I haven't seen the second part of it come out yet. Yeah, is it just a new season? Uh, no, it's the second half of the first season, uh, I think. Because I didn't even finish that yet. I think yeah, they paused it. Yeah, I did like three of those. And then, uh, yeah, we could catch up on that, but I don't know any fucking and then, tennis players. And then I think the golf one was supposed to have a second season, or second half, too, but God knows what the fuck they're going to do there. Yeah, hopefully they just cover the news. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it was I, such a big deal in the first uh, season of it. That was like yeah. half of the drama. Right. So I assume they just cover it again. I watched a little golf this weekend. There's the, uh, what's it called? The celebrity tournament. Oh, in the, one that, the one that uh, Steph Curry won. Yeah, yeah. So if you're Steph Curry, how much longer do you play basketball, and then you just like transition to the you good the golf tour? I think they said he was the first active athlete to win the celebrity tournament. Uh, that's a possibility. Yeah. yeah, and then only second basketball player, which was another Sacramento cat, uh, Vinny Del Negro, won it in like the '90s or uh, early 2000s. I heard that Steph Curry like is a like really good golfer, yeah. Like, he's good. He's a, like a scratch golfer, yeah. and could probably yeah. make that transition should he so choose. Not that he's going to need the money, but you know. yeah. No, I mean, just competitive, he might. But you can golf. You know, you can be a golf pro to your fifty, fifty five, sixty. Yeah. So he might as true. well. He's still playing really good basketball. He made a, a quote in the interview, which was cool about uh, Kings fans at the Tahoe event. Oh yeah. And then there's like a snippet of him saying he wouldn't mind being part of the beam before he retires, which is cool. That's very interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't have guessed that was going to be the case. Yeah, I mean, he lives in Oakland, you know? Yeah. Same shit. He's been there forever. Yeah, who knows? Maybe he likes Sacramento. Maybe he likes the fans. Maybe he just likes Tahoe golf, and we're an hour that's, closer. Yeah. <laughs> True enough. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he could definitely turn pro. A lot of golfers, that's like the argument. And I don't know, like, the data, but I'm sure we could look it up. When I got in a discussion the other day with Kyle and a bunch of the guys about, like, uh, what athletes or what sports athletes would be the best put into any other sport. Uh-huh. And it, I always sound biased because I'm a basketball player, but it's just true. Like every basketball player I know, not everyone, but a lot of basketball players I know are like sick at golf. And everyone says like golf's the hardest mm-hmm. sport. And golf is really fucking hard, of course. But like I know tons. My buddy who played at St. Mary's and now plays pro in Australia, shout out to Clint. Clint can golf like a motherfucker. He's six seven, shoot, oh, shooting yeah. guard on the Aussie national team. Golf's like a bitch, you know? Jordan, even though everyone talks all this shit, like, Jordan will out-golf anyone listening here. You know, like, yeah. is he a pro? No. But there's just so many guys. And obviously, there's just good athletes because in that celebrity tournament and in general, all these ex-quarterbacks and shit will go and turn into golfers because they have no time or they have all the time in the world and so they can just practice. But football, there's so many positions that can't even fucking catch a ball. That's the difference. Yeah. Everyone tries to, basketball is like the only sport where you do every single thing. Yeah, that's true. M- more uh, of an all-around athlete. So you have a better shot at, at having yeah. been good at other yeah. other sports. Everyone's got to put a ball through <clears throat> a small hole. Yeah. And that's what you got to do in golf. Not that it obviously translates because you got to stick, and I understand all that. But the, the hand-eye coordination representative of a quarterback mm-hmm. might fit into golf. But the uh, the hand eye coordination of an offensive lineman has nothing to do with golf. So if you're a kid, um, like you can play soccer almost all year round. Yeah, you can play baseball a good amount of the year because they're depending you know, where you live. Depending on where yeah. you live, because some of them have you know um, uh, d- different organizations. You can play rec league stuff. You can play yeah. play um, uh, other organizations, little league and and um, and beyond um, football. Kinda. Yeah, I don't think they do it just because of your body. Your body can't take it. Well, what about basketball? Yeah, year round easy. More, but I'd say basketball is the most year round. Yeah, yeah. Even in the NBA, yeah, basketball is the most year round because you know, you're indoors. You're indoors, and then like your body doesn't take the hit of football. Yeah, yeah. I'd say it's probably the most 
most covered. And that's like some issues people think with injuries and shit and coming up. But yeah, those guys, AAU goes year round. So some dudes are playing like two teams during their high school season sometimes. Jeez. Yeah. And then the summer league in the NBA is getting huge. So that's going crazy. Yeah. It's always been a thing, but now it's like cool for some reason. It is cool for some reason. Yeah. It, yeah just over the last couple of years, it's been. Maybe the G League. You know, the, yeah. I, I, the, the truth is, it's probably the NBA's marketing. It's hard to like give it to anything else. Obviously, talent level's high, but NBA marketing to make the G League big, yeah, is all tied into the summer league because that's all like rookies and G League players. So yeah, maybe they're just succeeding at their five-year marketing plan. And then was it the Ignite or something? They started like a whole new league. They started like a college league. Yeah. So I think maybe yeah, they're just geniuses. I guess. <laughs> Maybe so. Yeah, because everyone's there. Bart Bart just texted me yesterday. He was in the gym. I don't know what gym he was. He might have been at Stan's gym. And mm. he's like uh, chatting with the Rockets coaching staff. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's just like, yeah, dude, the Rockets are still in town. I'm talking to him. I was like, oh, shit. He's still in town. Yeah. Uh, I think it's playoffs for Summer League. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I think there's like four teams left or something. Yeah, I don't know. But golf, I mean, shit. There's obviously injuries, but it's kind of a sweet deal. I even think tennis. Not that it's easy. I'm not saying any that's easy, but like, I feel like it's just way less chance of injury than football, basketball, soccer. Ain't nobody gonna hit you out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, that actually that's a fair point. But if you think about it, um, you know, professional unscripted sports, yeah, can be dangerous. But like professional scripted sports, like wrestling, yeah. seems like. The the level of danger is really tacked up. Yeah, I've never been in one of those wrestling rings, but um, they look like they're a little forgiving. But I also didn't know the biggest thing that I found from this documentary is that I didn't know. I, I think I, maybe I just got lucky because people say the golden era of basketball is obviously around Jordan too, which yeah. is my generation as a kid. But then same with wrestling. I only watched the I didn't, Attitude Era, I, and I didn't know that. I yeah. didn't purposely choose that. Right. It was just like perfectly in my age gap from like ten to fifteen. Yeah. That The Rock and Stone Cold were doing it. And then, yeah, when I was younger and 10, I just wasn't allowed to watch it. And then yeah. when I got to like 13, 14, 15, I just knew it was fake. I wasn't as interested. And Stone Cold and The Rock started to leave. Uh, you know what I mean? So like I hit this perfect gap of wrestling coolness. And my dad like kind of knew about it because he would like joke about Jake the Snake. Like I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know the timelines of the business, I guess. Mm-hmm. And this documentary talked about the ECW being kind of the king. And I knew, was it WCW? Was that Hulk Hogan mostly? I believe that's correct. Yeah, and so that was pretty popular. And I knew Hulk Hogan was in the WWE or WWF at the time. And I knew the WWF was new and upcoming. But I didn't know, yeah, the crossover and that ECW was like the crazy shit. And then Vince McMahon took that. It does seem like Vince McMahon and them are fucking geniuses, you know? Yeah, it... Um, uh the documentary really delves into to what McMahon kind of brought to the table yeah. in terms of making wrestling super mainstream. Not just a little mainstream, but no, like yeah, super in the zeitgeist. And, and some of it you call like dumb luck or like stars aligning. Because, yeah, you do need the talent to show up. Mm-hmm. And he got the rock and stone cold. And then maybe it was just that era in TV too, right? Because you got like fucking Spike TVs becoming a thing then. The man show. Like that era is just like gritty mm-hmm. the nfl's hitting the hardest hits like the nfl was huge in the 90s because people were blowing each other's helmets off mm-hmm. even basketball is physical more physical during that era you got Shaq shitting on people you know like that era was just kind of like crazy i feel like when i think of the and I, and I was a kid but when i think of it i think of yeah like fucking monster trucks i think of spike tv type shit yeah from like 90 to like 2000 uh the rock was even on star trek Oh, really? During that time? Yeah, he yeah. was on an episode of Voyager. Yeah, so weird. He fought 7 of 9 in an arena. He was good in that interview. You know, I'm not a huge Rock fan, but he's good in that interview. I love The Rock as a wrestler. I mean, as a, even to this day, I'll go back and watch Rock Stone Cold uh, shit talk videos. Oh, really? Like, the wrestling itself, I think I liked when I was a kid, because I liked mm. the backflips and people beating each other up. But I, even as a kid, but even now, I like the shit talk better. Like, the mic work is just so funny. And Stone Cold and The Rock are the best at it, for sure. They're so funny. They're the um, Muhammad Ali's of... Uh, yeah, 
they're the best reference for that because they actually are funny. And as the documentary talks about, like a lot of Stone Cold stuff was just off the top of his hat. Yeah, you know, he's just making shit up, and he's like, yeah, I think I'm just striking gold. And, and when you hang out with them. He kind of has some like uh, Theo Vaughnism in him, where I think just because he's from the South, he'll just say shit that's kind of funny, you know. But it's probably just shit his dad said. Probably, maybe you know, it's yeah. just like Southern shit. You yeah, know? I forgot what he he says. Like, because we obviously had the pleasure of having him on our podcast, and then I, I like sat in on one of his podcasts and went to his house. He said, and it's probably like a wrestling line, but it, it, it comes from whatever he said. You can take the door, you can take the window, I don't care, but you got to get the hell up out of here or something like that. And you're like, oh, fuck. You know, it's just like funny shit yeah. like that. Just, but yeah, it yeah. rolls so smoothly out of him. Yeah. You just can't help but like laugh. And I'm like, fuck, dude. It's, it is a talent. Uh, the the last time that I, that I saw him, it's been a little over five years, um, uh, did a show with him and he just gave me shit the entire time. Yeah, he's funny, man. Like, and I, uh, of all the targets in the room, he gave me shit the entire time. Yeah, he's, and and uh, n- not in a malicious way at all. He just was being funny. Yeah, yeah I don't just, think I don't think you could ever take him. That's what's funnier about it. It's like he is so intimidating. He's a big fuck. Because yeah. you think about wrestlers, like, oh, it's fake. Like, no, bro. He's like six three, two, even still two twenty, two thirty. Like, yeah. he's a big fuck. Back in the day, who knows what he was? And then and then he's talking aggressively too. Like, he's not always smiling. Like, even his jokes are kind of like in. Character, yeah, quote they're, they're a little, um, um, a little f- like flat. Yeah, or, yeah, they're like know. brash. He's brash, yeah. but he, he is joking, and you can like feel it somehow, but you can't like see it. If you're just to read body language, you don't. Yeah, and that's what they even said in the video in the beginning of the documentary is kind of poetic, where he's just like a Stone Cold Steve Austin, or he said like Steve Austin's a man outside of the ring, and Stone Cold's the same man just in the ring, depending on my environment or something like that. Yeah, I remember him telling us, I don't know, it was the first show, which like, okay, so our first podcast, he was one of the first like 20 guests or yeah. something like that on the phone. I can't remember if it was in that one or the the later one where he talked about the fact that, um, or maybe it was offline, that WWE, at least at the time, owned uh, uh, Stone Cold. Uh, no, I think every time you sign with the WWE, they own all that. I think The Rock had to buy his shit back. Yeah, possibly. I think he had yeah. to buy The Rock back. But that's why he started his ce- celebrity career as Dwayne Johnson. Uh, I believe. Because yeah. I think I think that's just part of the contract. Like, hey, we're going to build you up, but that character is yeah, owned by us. So, same idea, right? All the Stone Cold t-shirts, he probably got 10%. He's I, not getting the whole cash. No, actually, he got a lot more than that. The whole time, yeah. Uh, that was uh, that's actually a story that he told him the, the first time that we um, that it wasn't in this documentary, and I kind of expected it to be, but maybe they don't want people to know. They talked about the numbers. They said he, he made like a, a mill and a quarter. Yeah, selling the, the deal was um, he was like, I'm st- still not making any money here, and and that the yeah the thing about the merch guy saying you know can we do a T-shirt here? Yeah. Um, but he went to WWE and said, I need to get like a significant cut of the t-shirts yeah, not, yeah. more than 10%. And I'm they, just saying, I, like, and they said, okay. Cause they didn't, they didn't know. Yeah. They didn't, yeah. You know, and he was, yeah. On his rise. But I just mean in general, the WWE acts as a large part of manager. That's all I meant. Oh yeah. I know. That, that, sure. that they're and, taking every, like your, your, your name isn't your name. Uh, another crazy thing that they didn't talk about is that um, it, I don't know what the case is today, but as, as, the, as of the last time I heard, um, they're all independent contractors. They're they're uh, ten ninety nine. They're not interesting. They're not employees. So Ooh, they just had a merger, right? Is it UFC and WWE? There was just like a merger. Oh, uh, I don't know. I don't know if it was a sister company. I remember there was a big merger happening. I think it was WWE and UFC. Um, so that might play a role in some of that back end business shit too. And and now it, it I I've never watched it, but I know some of the guys in there. You know, shout out to. Braun Stoneman, Adam, and other guys. Our worlds just collide a lot with WWE for some reason. Uh, I guess meatheads, like wrestling is a thing you do when you can't go to the NFL, and powerlifting is a thing you do when you can't go to the NFL. So you get like all the rejects. I don't really know why, but for some reason, we know t- I know tons of people in there. And I, and I think just all those guys are like lifters. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my buddy Bronson's still fighting overseas or, or, or here. There's just a ton of people back and forth. Yeah, the merger combining UFC and WWE will operate under a new name, TKO Group yeah. Holdings, with plans to go public on the stock exchange before the end of 2023. Yeah, yeah. In- who knows what that'll bring? Endeavor owns UFC. 
Yeah, because Dana sold most of it. Yeah, yeah, and I think that McMahon is is basically out of WWE. Probably, now. I don't blame him. Yeah, Triple H looks like he's running the show. All that history is good. Cause it was such a good era because there's so many like mega stars. Yeah, they didn't even ta- obviously Stone Cold and The Rock elevated things beyond to beyond, but like Triple H was famous as shit. You know, yeah. There's so many people in there. Rakishi. There's a lot of people that had like big mainstream names and voices. Where now, I don't know. Maybe it's my age or who I hang out. But I, don't, I can't name nobody besides my friends in there. Yeah. You know, and you wonder how much that is is like storytelling. How much that is just general culture not attaching to it, or how much is that is like the talent that is Stone Cold in them. It's interesting too. I was looking through um, his. Uh his Wikipedia entry. Yeah. <clears throat> and someone has meticulously like followed every fucking storyline. I'm sure. And and documented it there. Wrestling fans are crazy. Yeah. Wrestling For fans sure. are crazy. So like I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, I guess John Cena would be the other like superstar after them. But after that it kind of fell off too. You know, like name the Roman Reigns. Yeah, I don't know if he's on that level. I don't know. He's a big name. He's related to the rock. But I don't I don't think I don't think they hit the stardom like Cena and fucking Stone Cold and Rock. Those three stick in my head. Hulk Hogan. Yeah. And yeah, is that a talent thing or is that a business thing or is that a culture thing? It's interesting too um, that the people that they talk to in this documentary, you know, the sort of famous wrestlers, <clears throat> excuse me, they're, I mean, cultural bias, they're all very well spoken yeah especially like the ones you don't think would be like yeah. the undertaker mick foley mick foley's so good uh yeah mankind cactus jack like that was i don't know why as a kid i just remember laughing i think i thought he was the funniest craziest human on the planet they're like they're like legitimately like decent actors you know yeah. like stone cold didn't have to act that much because it was just kind of him with a little yeah. attitude the rock kind of same thing like whether it's his letting his narcissism out or what he was just kind of a cocky dude as a, as a wrestler, but it played well. Some of the other guys, I guess, were a little corny. You look at like uh, Christian and Edge. I don't know if you watched a lot during that era, no. but those guys were pretty popular too. And they were in a couple of movies, and their acting was yeah a little more corny. But some of them were just so good. They're so good. Yeah, the Undertaker spoke really well. Even obviously Vince McMahon. Yeah, all the shit they put Vince through is funny. Like how he wanted to like write himself in, but he just got beat up. Right. <laughs> yeah, and his relationship. His relationship with Stone Cold was something I didn't really know about. Because you always hear about that dynamic. We know, again, a lot of people in wrestling and kind of rubbed elbows with that whole world. The culture of that business just seems so weird, you know? Like the hazing, kind of, but not mm-hmm. hazing. Like, they don't purposely haze you, but you got to fucking pay your dues, kind of. Yeah. You kind of come up with your own gimmick. You're like a writer and an actor, and it's kind of like a team you have to prove yourself, but you also just kind of like get lucky. Yeah, it just seems so complicated. I do wish I would have given it a go when I was like 20. Yeah. Yeah. Just like the, I would never want to live that life, like the road life as an adult. Even as a kid, I probably would have hated it, but at least I would have like sucked it up and done it because they literally are on the road, you know, 300 days a year. Yeah. The but, uh, the the place that he started out wrestling yeah. in, um, in Texas, it the... Uh, the venue that they use in heels looks so um, much like that. Probably similar. And even the school, yeah, where he started wrestling looks like uh shout out our buddy Luke Hawks. Luke's drove me by his place in, in Louisiana once. We didn't go in, but we just drove by and it looked like that too. Just yeah. like a square cement building says wrestling on the wall. Well, we should point out that Luke plays Stone Cold yeah. in Young Rock. Yeah. If Young Rock is still going, I think it is. I don't know. I, I heard good reviews of it, so you assume it would move yeah still he- heels is about to come back sometime in the next week or so yeah i never watched any of those i don't know why he heels is good yeah. i mean it if <laughs> if you like wrestling and you like wrestling uh com- compatible storylines yeah it, and then there's actually good acting too so you know steven amell kills it he's good yeah and that's what everyone says about uh even young rock that it was solid i don't know uh, the, i think yeah i literally haven't watched wrestling since i like stopped watching eighth grade yeah, started watching UFC and the WEC, and then that was it. Uh, shout out to the short kings. Um, uh, Luke is considerably shorter than 
and Stone. Uh, yeah, he's probably my height, right? Five eight, maybe. Yeah, he's about five eight. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and Stone Cold is a big bitch, but I'm sure they didn't get because I think The Rock's six four too. Yeah. So I'm sure like whoever plays The Rock isn't six isn't five. Six five. Yeah. yeah. I mean, chances are just low. Possible. It, possible. Um, what I, I thing that I was definitely struck by was having having talked to the guy, having hung out with him. I mean, what you saw in the documentary that was that's pretty much how he is. Yeah, he's good. He's good. He's raw. Uh, uh, what I did know is all like the mini adversities and obviously that's what makes like a story or like how seemingly lost he was and felt in between gaps of work. Yeah. You know, even like pointed to alcoholism and senses, but like even that, like it's just so charming how he says it. Uh, he says something like, I was hitting the bottle harder than you might think or something, you know, and you're like, well, so you're saying you're drunk, you know, like rather than saying like I had problems with alcohol, just how he says everything makes me giggle. <laughs> Even though he's like probably trying not to be funny, but I'm sure he was trying not to be yeah. funny. But the um, yeah, the thing about that that's interesting is like he has a beer now, yeah, and yeah, his gimmick's beer, yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, so is is that a gimmick or yeah, or are you just chugging beer? Even because I there was B roll of him <laughs> walking into hotels and he had cans of beer in his hand. I was like, well, this is no longer a gimmick. Like you're in a hotel, no one's around. Right. Paparazzi's not around. He had two beers in his hands. So I was like, well. Yeah, and we've heard about the the life similar to the American Gladiator life that we that we just covered. Like the the road life does sound like yeah, you're just drinking and taking whatever pills allow you to breathe and not hurt. Because mm-hmm. because I, I, I'd imagine the pains in American Gladiator are probably similar to the pains in wrestling. Yeah, it's like well, the movie The Wrestler. Yeah, uh, that's actually supposed to be pretty accurate in a I'm lot sure. of ways. I'm sure, and and even in like those eras, like. Because people are like, oh, well, there's Monday Night Raw or whatever, and then Thursday night was a SmackDown. But they, I think they perform like six days a week because there's a lot of shows they'll, they'll do with the big names. Yeah, that, their house shows. Yeah, that won't go, end up on TV. Yeah. And they'll still flow in arenas or whatever, or, or, or let alone and they the pay per views. Hurt just as bad. Oh, yeah, or more. Yeah, I mean, all that hurts. Like, yeah, fake or not. I mean, you're getting thrown through a table. Yeah, the table's probably semi flimsy to made to class, but you can't, like, it's not a balloon. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and there's a right. 220 pound man jumping on you. Like, that shit hurts. Like, I, I think it was one of the, or the Vince McMahon talked about getting kicked in the dick all the time. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's got to hurt. All the chairs you're getting hit with. Yeah. It is funny. Stone Cold, uh, one of the funnier parts was he was talking about. He's like, I started getting, my. I was a professional at hitting people with things. So I started getting good at hitting people with things. He's like, fucking testing toilet uh pans or bed pans on Their his head pans, yeah. yeah before he wants to smack Vince like that's got to hurt yeah to get that noise is going to hurt it's funny it is funny the lengths they all went through there's some incredible storylines and scenes like and i remembered some of them like the corvette getting filled up with cement Mm-hmm. Uh, there was another one where I think he had a forklift, which is funny because in the documentary he talks about working for a forklift company and being hella good at it. But I think he's driving a forklift and tries to flip someone's truck, or maybe maybe threw Vince McMahon or even The Rock in a dumpster and then lifts it around with a forklift. Just like the funniest shit. I don't know why uh, it was like hella good memories and like prominent in my head because you don't watch reruns of that stuff. Yeah, I mean some people do. No offense, to my wrestling nerds out there, but I do not watch reruns of that. That was that was the beauty of it. Right, is that it was live and it was weekly. It was reality TV. Yeah, and there wasn't a lot of reality TV going on. And actually, it's probably the most beautiful part of reality TV because it's scripted and we all kind of know it. Where every other reality TV scripted, but it, we pretend like it's not. We pretend like it's not. For yeah, sure, where yeah. this you kind of know, like oh something's gonna happen. <clears throat> Yeah, so good. His iconic walk, everything about him is just so funny. I don't know why. I think too that if you have never sat very close to a ring during um, any kind of wrestling, but particularly WWE, you don't know how acrobatic and choreographed it feels and yeah. looks. Like you have to have some serious skills, as opposed to not just not just pain tolerance, but skills yeah. to to pull off. Any of that? No, it's literally like dancing. Because like one yeah. dude's like leading, and he, you know, when he grabs <clears throat> your left wrist and your right shoulder, that this move is coming. Mm-hmm. But he's not telling you, and it's not written down. Right. It's just like, all right, well, now we're doing this, and you just kind of flow through whatever, and the trust. Yeah. You know, because I'm trusting this dude that he knows how to do this move without killing me, and he's about to throw me out the ring, which they talked about. I don't even know the guy. Was it Owen? What was the guy that actually fucking almost killed Stone Cold? Uh, Hart. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, it was it was a Bret Hart? Yeah, I don't know. That era was like a little early for me. I'm yeah, like, whoever it was, it was some big name because I know the name, but I didn't know the guy. 
And yeah, he almost fucking crushed Stone Cold's head through the ground. I want no one's like gotten that fucked up though, right? Because you'd imagine that'd be mainstream stories. Like, I do think that it's happened. I don't know if it's happened at at a, a, a like level WWE, me, like a WWE. Yeah, level. yeah, yeah. Probably the minor leagues. Just um, like because there's so many moves that you're getting slammed on your head, and one false move, you're gonna get fucking. Yeah, I mean, he he said he went numb for a fucking day. And um, and ended up in the hospital. And, like, I think that, like, he really, as much as he could possibly could, he just kept working through those injuries the way yeah. they do. And part of the reason that that's the case is that, like, if you don't work, you don't get paid. Yeah, so, you got to. Yeah. You know, I mean, he had he talked about one guaranteed contract, and that was it. Yeah, that's wild, right? And he's the guy. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if that stuff might be different now, you know? Who knows? Just because there's unions and... Obviously, there were unions then too, but the the business has grown so much. Right, the money didn't explode until that era. You know, it's probably hundreds and hundreds of thousands, and now it's hundreds of millions. Um, another part I found super interesting was that because um, from the outside, and I, you know, we know Stone Cold. He does like two movies, and you're like, ah, you know, he sucks at movies or something. Is just like the outside perception, because like, yeah. oh, why wouldn't he keep doing them, or why wouldn't he become right. a lead role? And he just straight up says like, yeah, I don't like movies. <laughs> like, I didn't want to act. Yeah, like that sucked. That wasn't for me. I just thought it's what I had to do. Was he in? Um, oh my god, what was that series of movies uh, that Stallone did? Uh, he was in like one or two of them, uh, Expendables. Expendables. Yeah, yeah, I think I think there was clips from that. There's a clips from an Adam Sandler movie. I forgot which one. Maybe one of the grown-ups or who knows, like grown-ups five or some shit. Um, and like little stuff like that. But that, I mean, and some of it may be fun. Some of it might be get a little cash. But obviously yeah. he didn't enjoy it as much as Dwayne Johnson enjoys looking at himself. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Dude, what's the new movie? Dwayne Johnson just got the biggest movie guarantee pay of all time. Oh, I don't even know. Yeah, 50 uh, mil. Uh, who the fuck is doing that at this point? He has not been successful in Di- it. I don't know if it's while. Disney, but I think it's I think it's like a new age uh Christmas movie. Okay. I think it's called Code Red or Red Code or something, and he's like I've only seen an article on it, but uh I assume it comes out this winter if they're teasing it, but he uh it looks like he's some kind of like Santa bodyguard or like a Superman Santa, you know, he's wearing a red suit, but he's with Santa, but he's all jacked. He looks so jacked in the interviews. He's got the tightest shirt on. I don't know how he could breathe in this documentary. <laughs> He's so tight. And then I looked like it was painted on. Yeah, and then you sure. see him and then you see him 50 years younger in the ring and he's all skinny fat. Sorry, Rock, dude. I'm sorry. To, we're going to meet one day and I'll apologize to your face for all the shit I talked, but but only to your face. But yeah, I mean, I'll mean it if he's nice to me. But I've heard he's not even that nice. <laughs> that's the that's the thing that justifies all my shit talk. Because I've heard he's like just not even that nice either. I got into Bleacher Report here, and there's like an article of the 15 worst um, uh, professional wrestling injuries. Oh, I don't know about all that. Yeah, I mean, there's the one uh, mankind. Mankind got his front teeth shoved up into his nose. Uh, that's iconic. I watched that live, I believe. A lot of necks. Yeah, I'm sure. Knees. That makes sense. Backs. Neck for sure. Neck and back. And then scrapes and bruises, I'm sure, every day. Vince McMahon tore both quads. Oh, I remember that. In 2005 Royal Rumble. Yeah, I remember that. That's gnarly. That's got to be a little juice action. Cena and Batista. Yeah. (laughs) Bret Hart gets concussed. Cactus Jack has his ear ripped off. Oh, yeah. You can see it in the interviews. Yeah. He's got no right ear. Right. That's fucking wild. Yes. Uh, 1994, Cactus Jack was in a match against Vader. During the match, Jack performed a hangman spot. I don't know what this spot consists of the head of the wrestler being tied up in the top two ropes. While trying to free himself from the ropes, Jack slid his head through the ropes, causing two-thirds of his ear to be removed from the side of his head. Yeah. WCW was known to use steel cables as their ropes. It also appears that the vid- in the video that the ropes were tighter than usual that night. Yeah. <laughs> he, 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 like, there should be documentaries on him. I'm sure there are, but he, he's, like, known for going crazy, bashing himself the fucking two-by-four and shit. He was always bleeding. That's the one thing. You, did, uh, you didn't see, like, The Rock and them bleed so much. I wonder if he just, just, like, chose that. And I know they would do, like, little cuts. They yeah. would, like, cut themselves pre-hand so then it would bleed with pressure yeah 
but some of that's got to be real and hurt. You know, like your nose, right? You just hit your nose on the mat, it's going to bleed. Yeah. You know, so. or, or yeah, you get your head bashed in the ground or something like that. Even those ropes, even if they're soft and they fix that technology, like you're slamming your body against it, could easily just very least bruise the fuck out of you. They're flying out there. I mean, they did some crazy shit. They'd fly out of the ring in the audience. Yes. Wrestling's so weird. Who's the guy? Uh, he was in the UFC for a second. He beat up a fan here, I think. In the crowd, like for real. Fuck, what's his name? All tatted, kind of emo. He made a he made a push in the UFC for a sec, but I th- I think he was oh oh um um CM Punk CM Punk yeah but didn't he beat somebody up here in Sac? That's a possibility. I think it was Sacramento, and I think he's walking from the upper deck down, you know, talking shit as part of the script, mm-hmm. and then someone pours a drink on him or shoves him, and then I think he turns around and socks the guy for real. <laughs> I mean, like, that's what people don't understand about, like, UFC guys, if you're testing them in public, or or WWE guys. Like, these aren't your normal, like, some of them are great people. I'm not saying they're all bad, but they're not, like, you're, they're not programmed the same as us. Like, they're, 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 like, extreme athletes. Yeah. You should probably treat them as such. Yeah. <laughs> like, I ain't porn, even in the NBA, like, they're just built different than the regular humans. You're going to talk enough shit, they're going to come after you. You know, there's a clip from, I might even, I don't think it was the All-Star game, but it was maybe the playoffs, where some fan ended up in, like, the VIP hallway talking shit to Russell Westbrook, who's, like, this fat little dude. And Russell Westbrook had enough of it, stood up and came out. I'm like, all right, like, now what? Like, dude, this, you know, this dude's from, like, South Central LA. Like, you're about to get your ass beat. Yeah. And they're humans, too. That's what's, like, I get you think it's a show, and it is, but, like, people are crazy. They kind of deserve to get punched in the mouth. The... Real surprise to me still after all these years is that people are so invested in stuff that is not not real, but clearly not real. Like WWE? Yeah. Yeah. I think because of the storylines. So that it's just like to me, two different styles of marketing. You invent the storyline and then let your characters run in the WWE. Mm-hmm. And then in the NBA, storylines are like kind of there and then you embellish them. But like the feeling's the same. I was thinking about that too watching this. Like I was like, I do understand why people watch this. I understand why people watch it. It's it, it's not something that, that like I've ever really concentrated much on. Like yeah. I watched wrestling as a kid, you know, I watched uh, The Rock's dad. Yeah. Um and and all all kind of all that era cuz my grandmother lived with us and she was into it. So Yeah. Um and and she used to she used to go when it was in Stockton all the time. Yeah. Like like she lived in this senior community and they would just take a bus and just, you know. That's fun. Yeah, now, I mean, I don't know about here, actually, because uh, I feel like the, it did kind of die off after Stone Cold and them. Obviously, I don't have kids, and I'm older, mm-hmm. but it feels like the culture in general is not as popular. You know, I remember going through Target, and there'd be Stone Cold and rock dolls and posters and shit everywhere. It's not like... it's not It like, might still be. Yeah, probably, but there's more. you're more likely to see a rock or Stone Cold one than, like, some other guy, or yeah. whoever's the next guy. Cena, and then... Yeah, yeah, Cena had a good run and did some business stuff, and then... Even even our my buddy Adam like had had a good run like he was really popular on the internet and shit you know he's ex strong man got injured and beat up and tried out that's when I actually met him I met him at the Arnold he was just quote unquote or like ending his strongman career and they had WWE which is genius mm-hmm. they had WWE tryouts at oh the Arnold. I remember that yeah, yeah 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 so I met Adam there dude the world's so small then Adam uh, Braun Strowman for those wrestling fans out there is his name. Adam, then it turns out he grew up next door neighbor to my manager at Reebok, shout out Andrew, which is totally disconnected. And Andrew's mm. like, oh yeah, dude, I, I remember going on walks in my street and seeing this six foot seven man throwing kegs in front of his front yard in North Carolina. They were just neighbors. I was like, that's fucking weird. But even Adam, yeah, obviously he wasn't on the level of the rock and them, but he's popular. You know, he's got a big Instagram. Mm-hmm. They promote him on commercials. You might see him in like a Doritos commercial here and there or something. But the celebrityhood of of the Rock and Stone Cold are insane, and like I was saying, people buy into the storyline so much. That'd be like seeing you know Christian Bale at a hotel bar and uh, deciding that he's either Bruce Wayne or Batman and interacting with him that way. Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't think that's that far fetched either. Uh, but probably people do it, yeah, but it's yeah. still fucking weird. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. But people probably do. Yeah, it is a little bit more um, obviously uh, connected than those. Uh, 
because that's all you know them as. But even even old celebrities, Christian Bale is a good example. Not old celebrities, but like celebrities that don't dive into social media. Mm-hmm. It's I feel like easy to attach that, right? It's not like Christian. You know Christian Bale from his YouTube vlog. Mm-hmm. You don't know Christian Bale. You know Batman. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so, like, yeah, you don't really know, like, Stevie Williams. You know fucking Stone Cold. I I picked uh, Christian Bale because I don't think anyone would do this to Ben Affleck. Because he's a fucking monster. He's huge. Yeah. Hey, Christian Bale's tall. Yeah, just skinnier? Yeah, much. Yeah. Yeah, ben, ben... I mean, a lot of those guys, they look like fucking NFL players. And, and Stone Cold had some good athletics. Yeah, I don't know. Uh... It is weird that it's so scripted and people buy in. But again, the drama is eerily similar to what the NBA and NFL try to build, right? So Steph Curry versus LeBron James, and they build all this stuff up. And, oh, did you see Steph tweeted this? And mm. they said that. And now with social media, they're even better at it. And, I I mean, it's old. This is yeah. an old, like, almost as old as civilization kind of thing. Yeah. Where... Um, uh, storylines are presented that appeal to some people at one level and other people at a different level. Yeah. Um, like fucking Shakespeare. Right. That. Yeah. 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 No, a hundred percent. That's, I was surprised at, um, because several years ago, like five, six years ago, we went to, um, the, um, the old globe in, in London and saw a play that Shakespeare co-wrote and something that I'd never heard of before. But, all the people that are the groundlings, people who are standing, the the way that they interact with the people on the stage oh, is it's like WWE. Nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And apparently, it was always like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interactive, like yeah, like stand up comedy. You expect it or something. And, and and actors played to those. Yeah, they didn't necessarily play up; they played down because they could get yeah, you know, interaction kind of like crowd work. That is kind of the genius, I guess, of the WWE. Is the crowd is a character. Yeah. Right? Where exactly. the NBA, NFL, it's not. And so, yeah. like, yeah, the buy-in. In fact, the, you don't want, in any professional sport, you do not want. Yeah, yeah, they kind of negate it. Yeah. yeah. Like, I bet you, you know, I don't know the other term, but, like, per capita or per fan of WWE versus any other sport, like, the amount of people wearing merch and buying merch is probably way higher. Probably so. You know what I mean? Like, if you're a Stone Cold fan, you're fucking in. Yeah. Like, you got everything. Like and they showed it. They signs and I've been to a couple live. You've been to a couple mm-hmm. live. Like yeah, the amount of signs you see, the fans are crazy, and it probably is because of that crowd work esque yeah type vibe. Um, and they play into all that. What what it is to me, and what I enjoy about it all is also like the sociology of it all. And they, they talk about it a little bit here, but like like the Stone Cold seeing the Rock do one thing, like oh yeah, there's something there. Mm-hmm. You know, like you you can just feel that oh the crowd's either gonna love you or hate you. It doesn't matter. But they're you 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 got them. You yeah. just have to like give them bait. Yeah. And if if they buy it, you're kind of in. And maybe that's what we're missing now is like the gimmicks aren't as strong, or maybe aren't as unique, or maybe maybe you can't repeat them. You know, maybe they're maybe it is dead just because we've done so many now. That's like, a good possibility. Yeah. Because yeah. even like you said, like wrestling in this <clears throat> nature has been a thing for closing in probably on 100 years. You know, probably 40s, 50s, 60s. Probably, yeah. You probably, know yeah. where it started, and obviously it's evolved, but. Yeah, I do wonder how many arenas they sell out or what they're... The other one is um, uh, Andy, uh, guitar player Andy. He made a big push in the W. W's. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I wonder... The guy from Every Time I Die. Yeah, because they uh, that league came out of nowhere and made a big push. WCW? Was it WCW again? That's a good question. Or ECW? One of the older ones made a huge push because I think they signed a contract with TNT or Spike or mm-hmm. something. And I feel over the last 10 years, they almost overtook the WWE for a second or at least became an equal. Mm-hmm. Because during the Attitude Era and when I watched, the other league was a piece of shit. Yeah. That's where you went to retire. That's where you went to die. I, I, I think that I didn't see in this as much, or maybe really even at all, is that when you talk to Steve in person... He talks about the history of um, of professional wrestling and his career, like he's talking about fucking Civil War. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah they're in it. Yeah, they it, talked about it, I guess a little bit in the beginning when his family said like, "Oh, S- Steve said he's going to be a wrestler from like 17. Yeah, you know. So at least maybe they they hinted at his uh, interest to study the mat. You know the 
the actual art as an art as a history I, I that's what i love about all this stuff is like the culture mm-hmm. you know like powerlifting i like all the old cats do i watch them do i know them obviously i i got the privilege over the years to meet a bunch of them but it's weird to me to love powerlifting and we see this more and more you love powerlifting more the shit the kids in our gym love powerlifting more than i do and they don't know the history and they don't right. care to know but i'm like that with everything like i like hip-hop music i like clothing so i dive into like the history and the tale so because i think you do have to know like where we've been to know where we're going or what's going on now so i think the rock was obviously born into it so he probably has all that history i feel like to be good at anything you have to do that yeah i feel like if it, between say the rock and um and stone cold the one to me most likely to have retained all the details of every fucking match is Stone Cold. Yeah, maybe. I, I, I have heard a lot of wrestlers just talk like that. They're yeah. like obsessive. You know, like kinda kinda like sports games. You know, oh I remember when I played San Francisco Giants in eighty five and yeah. I, I threw like this. Like I feel like when you're a real student of the game and you're a student of yourself, you yeah, you just have weird memories like that. Because that's how you get better, you know. You've you've watched the tapes. Mm-hmm. I'm sure wrestlers watch the tapes like any <clears> other sports, you know, because that's how you learn. Oh, I did this wrong, or I landed weird here. Or, I didn't give a good enough oh, cue oh, here. What the hell happened there? Yeah, like, yeah. I can't even tell because sometimes you can't. Oh, Your I'm eyes sure. are not in the right spot, especially and, wrestling. Yeah. You know, you're getting flipped around, and yeah, I don't know. It is an interesting thing. The mystery to me is like why he hadn't broken through before that one point because he was the same guy oh the austin 316 stuff yeah uh i mean uh, maybe the gimmick right a little bit of the gimmick it sound i don't know the exact timeline because they didn't give like dates on this thing but being like stunning 96 97 something like that yeah but being stunning steve yeah the timeline of stunning steve to turn into stone cold to turn into the austin 316 i don't know those gaps yeah because it might have it might have it might have been soon it might have been a gimmick right my yeah. point is, like he might have turned into stone cold and then it caught fire yeah, I, I I don't know because I I never watched Stunning Steve. That's before my time for sure. Yeah, now, when he he um the way he told the story about that that night. Yeah, in the documentary is pretty much the way I heard it directly from him. Yeah, too. It is funny. It is so funny. I didn't know it was against uh, Jake the Snake. I didn't really know Jake the Snake. Uh, my dad would like joke about him, but uh, I didn't know like those talking about timelines. Like I didn't know those timelines overlapped at all. Oh, yeah. 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 I thought Jake the Snake, and he was obviously on the end of his career during that time, but I thought he was much older, and he was. Stone Cold was young, but... Um, I don't understand how guys like The Undertaker went on for as long as they did. Forever. And Triple H, too. Just a yeah. savage. Yeah, I'm sure Triple H still like does Vince McMahon-y type things and hops in the ring here and there. Like, I think it was... Even The Rock. I mean, The Rock was in WrestleMania like within the last three years yeah. as like a featured guest. What happened to Ronda Rousey? That was supposed to be the... Oh, I don't know. And Jake Super. Paul. Like, they're pulling all the weird strings. They yeah. signed Jake Paul. Uh, they just uh, signed. There's these two basketball twins. They were, I swear they were out here for a sec. They might have been at Fresno. Oh, maybe. There was oh. two twins that went viral on TikTok or, like, built a big following on TikTok, and they were actually good at basketball. I think they're at Fresno. Then they transferred to uh, University of Miami. I think they just graduated, but I think the WWE signed them to a contract, like a 10-year contract. Jesus. Yeah, and they've like never wrestled, and they're gonna like dabble and see what it is or something. But yeah, getting Jake Paul. I mean, it's smart to grab social media people, right? Anything mm-hmm. you're gonna do. I've uh, in the in the past ten years, I've been reached out to a bunch of uh, from reality TV shows, right? Because like if they're gonna have random people on there, might as well get random people with a little bit of a following. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be auto better for your The Rock's uh, show. Uh, what the fuck's it called? The Gladiator type show, yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, whatever the fucking Rock's Gladiator type show, Titan, Titan Games, the Titan Games, they always sign like CrossFitters and Mm -hmm. lifters with a little bit of a following. Like it all makes sense, but um, it doesn't seem to have paid off for the WB so far. Something I didn't read. This is an aside, but something I've been hearing about lately is like um, uh, big auto manufacturers doing um, basically car launches with. but they have like a social media influencer day. Yeah. And these are ne- ne- even necessarily people who are in that vertical. Yeah. In yeah. that space. You just need eyes. I mean, the, the beauty of cars though, right, is everyone drives one. Yeah. Right. That'd be the same thing as like a restaurant or like there's certain things. You don't have to be a content creator in that space. You just have eyes because everyone eats. Everyone likes cars mm-hmm. or everyone needs a car, whether they like them or not. Um, 
Yeah, it makes sense. It, it is like the cheapest form of marketing from a business sense, right? You're going to pay $10 million to get a spot on primetime television plus another million to shoot the commercial. Or I made those numbers up, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then who knows what your return is. Or you pay ten grand and get someone with a million followers just come drive your car on a track for fun and vlog it. Right. And, yeah. You know? It's it's going to be a lot more entertaining, a lot cheaper, a lot less upkeep. It, it does all make sense. And uh, I understand that the social media requirements are pretty low, too. It's like, you know, a couple Instagram posts or yeah. whatever. A lot of it's probably just who you know. Yeah. You know, it's all who you know and your engagement and the list you get on. Yeah, 100%. Because there's so many. I was just talking to the, the team yesterday about marketing and stuff and how different the game is now where more sponsorships it was in the very beginning sponsorships weren't paying because they couldn't afford it and mm-hmm. they couldn't get they couldn't track the roi because codes and stuff weren't as popular right. then it became an era where there's you know there's uh, when i had a hundred thousand followers on instagram i was probably in the point oh 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 one top percent mm-hmm. you know kim kardashian had like three million mm-hmm. so like that ratio is insane i was on her ass no fun and then <laughs> well and, there's plenty of room there yeah so. and then now now a hundred thousand on Instagram is a dime a dozen. Yeah. So why why would these marketing companies start handing out six figure checks when if you don't want to work with me, I'll just go on to the next person with a hundred thousand. Yeah. You know. So all the requirements for that's slightly getting lower. Not that it's bad. It's not good. It's just part of the evolution of of marketing and and what they can afford. But yeah, if, if BMW can launch a new M3 and have a hundred people there, all with fifty thousand followers for mm-hmm. free, some might do it for free just for the content. Yeah. Right now, now you now you're under five million. I don't know if I did that math right, but the five million eyes, right? A hundred times fifty thousand. It's probably like five million. Just add the extra zeros. <laughs> yeah, I can't do it in my brain right now. But five million-ish impressions. Yeah, for free. Right. You know, to get five million impressions on a YouTube video or or a TV commercial, you're paying millions. Outside of Stone Cold, do you have a favorite uh, character in this? I don't know about in this, but generally, actually, I liked Stone Cold a lot. But I was a Rock fan. Okay. Ironically, yeah. Growing up, I I, I love the, the the battles there. I love like the Stone Cold Rock. They teamed up for like you know three months and then they mm-hmm. hated each other the rest of the time. I just love the the bickering they had um, in the show. Probably Stone Cold, you know. I just yeah. other than Stone Cold, yes, yeah, yeah, it's too hard. It's I, too hard. I, I Mc, like Stone Cold, Mick Foley. Yeah, Mick Foley's good. Undertaker's interviews were good. Even the yeah. Rock, the Rock, it, it, despite me being a half ironic hater uh his interviews were good you yeah. know and it felt it felt semi heartfelt as, as heartfelt as he could give it um yeah it felt genuine the rock talking about him because even stone i think we might have asked him on air off air and they always said he always kind of said they had a good relationship but he never said like they're besties and that's what it kind of felt like like the res- the mutual respect and trust was so high yet they're not like best friends a thing that the that you really have to be paying attention to to get out of this i thought was that is how much of a business head um, Stone Cold is. Yeah. If you meet him in person, you have a conversation with him, you know this. He's yeah. like, whatever is necessary to make the business part work, he's willing to do, even if it is not, you know, something that he would love or enjoy. I don't think that he he loves or enjoys uh, uh, social media that much, yeah. but it's part of the game and so he does it and and really with kind of without complaint, it seems like. Yeah, I wonder if that's just part of growing up in wrestling. Like all the hazing stuff, like because you really are an entrepreneur yeah. on oh, your own. Absolutely, yeah. Growing through the WWE. So I think that's probably just like, I'm sure that's what bred The Rock's success. Yeah. And and his, the, I guess uh, through the lens of what I just said, looking at the way he, he talked about about seeing The Rock at, you know, at the beginning of his career yeah. and knowing that he had something, uh, that's, that's a business instinct. Yeah. And yeah, entertainment instinct. Yeah. Where you go, well, this guy's got something. This is a horse maybe we can ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then it turned out they got along well enough. Like Vince McMahon even comped in on that. And so, like, whether or not this was somebody who was going to be his best friend, it was somebody that could be a partner in business in in a way. Right, especially wrestling. Yeah, it is kind of uh, secretly genius. Because, like, there can't be one guy in wrestling. And maybe that's the difference between these two and, like, a Cena or what's going on now, is you, you need you know, the Lex Luthor to the Superman. Like, otherwise, wrestling doesn't work. Like, who... And maybe that is kind of the issue that's going on right now. They always could find, like, one-ish star, mm-hmm. but where's the counterpart to make it tie together long-term? And they were just lucky during that time, probably, too, right? They had Triple H, who was huge, Big Show, who was still huge, Undertaker, Kane. Like, they had a bunch of the most iconic names 
that were all physically and and some good on the microphone uh, and these two were just at the top top so you it's the same with sports, right? If 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 it's just LeBron James and everyone else sucks, mm-hmm. that's kind of like the Bill Russell thing argument for my basketball heads. Like Bill Russell was amazing, but like who's around his era? He's just shitting on everybody. It doesn't build the Magic Johnson, Larry Bird tower, right? You know, it doesn't build the the Kobe Jordan. Although they were passing ships uh, career wise, but it doesn't build like that tower. So yeah, it's kind of genius of him to know that to put his shit on that next 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 level, he needs an equal. Yeah, he yeah. said he did say that. He talked about like who uh his opponents were, yeah. were the most well, that was the most important thing. Yeah. Because like you can't perform if you're if you don't if you're not yeah, feeling yeah. it. And that's know? kind of what led to like the first big disagreement, right? Even though Brock Lesnar was a big name, but he didn't want to fight him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, the business is just so interesting and there's so many like unspoken rules. And I'm sure so many unspoken rules that this documentary isn't even that accurate. There's shit they probably couldn't even talk about or didn't want to talk about. I'm sure there's dirty business going on. Oh, I'm sure. I was blown away that I never heard the word kayfabe in the whole thing. What's kayfabe? Uh, Oh, you don't know? I don't know. Okay. Kayfabe is is essentially when you're, you're playing out a scenario and so you commit to that and you don't ever back off of it. It, like if if in the in the ring yeah okay it's like out, out in the real is this wrestling related this wrestling is it's totally wrestling, uh, wrestling related yeah. I should probably actually look up the real definition but like okay so if you you deal with someone and and you know them and everything's cool but the characters that you play are at odds with each other they're at odds all the time uh, that anyone can see like that uh, any anyone can see yeah, yeah nobody can break kayfabe yeah yeah the like uh yeah yeah. yeah character acting or whatever it's called yeah, yeah but yeah. yeah like totally yeah like uh, like method acting yeah method acting except that you're it's a hundred percent of the time yeah it's my boy jim carrey <laughs> this is probably i can't jim yeah. carrey you you ever watched the uh the documentary about andy kaufman i haven't seen it i probably should uh it's got jim ross in it if we want to tie it into wrestling because andy kaufman had a real it goes beyond andy kaufman had a real life grudge with jim ross uh-huh. jim carrey went in public and talked shit on Jim Ross to his oh, face. Okay. He like continued the beef. <laughs> yeah. I came that close to meeting uh, Andy Kaufman. I was in the same place as Andy Kaufman. Yeah. Yeah, I was in a in uh, <clears throat> when I was 17 I worked in a restaurant in uh in the Harris Casino in Reno and he was in in the middle of the night. Oh, interesting. Yeah, probably doing drugs and yeah, partying. One one of my friends got his autograph and I was like I'm not going to fuck with uh, Andy Kaufman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, yeah, like method acting. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that's probably, yeah, why well, you just find ways that The Rock and Stone Cold, that's probably why they didn't couldn't become best friends. Like, yeah. Maybe they could have been. Yeah. But yeah, if you can't get caught in a restaurant together because you're supposed to t- be enemies tomorrow. Well, that was the that was the thing about, um, um, oh my God. Who was supposed to, to get Wayne King of the Ring? Triple H. Triple H. Was supposed to, and, they, and they did. They, they became broke, friends. They yeah. broke kayfabe on. Yeah you know in the show yeah they, that was just like a weird sprinkle they put in there like i wish they would have dove in a little more obviously it's a side tangent because it's not about stone cold yeah but i think that's kind of like what started to build degeneration x which was a big piece of the attitude era yeah like the suck it and the china porn all that all that wraps up into that yikes that was one of the first celebrity porns i think oh yeah i think i don't know yeah it was like the first Sex tape before Pam and Tommy, probably similar, right? Maybe so. Late nineties, yeah, yeah, it was probably similar era. Yeah, it was like uh, what's the name? X Pac, X Pac in China. Yeah, yeah, weird. That's really weird. Yeah, I did know all those names too. Was it Steve Nash? Not Steve Nash. Something Nash. Kevin Nash. Okay. Was part of that. He won the. He run the Rumble with Triple H. Okay. He was one of his like best friends in real life. That, oh. that broke all that. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, and then they made D-Generation X, which was like, I guess, a gang in the WWE, whatever they were, like a group of like four dudes. Yeah. Yeah, or they sold a shit ton of t-shirts too. That whole era, because yeah, they did monetize well. They got video games. Video games were huge in that era. Mm. I played a shit ton of WWE video games, merch, hats. It was funny. I haven't been shit probably since 2016, whenever Cena was wrestling. Yeah, I haven't been since Cena. Yeah, maybe 2015. I was going to go this last time because I have some buddies in it still, but I, I don't know if they're on tour like that. I just don't think it's, yeah, I don't think it's what it used to be. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, okay, let's wrap this one up. I, well, we, we've been talking about a uh, biography channel uh, documentary on Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, that is now on YouTube. And I, as of last night, over the course of like two days, it had, had over 300,000 views. It's pretty good. Um, yeah, for a YouTube. I think that maybe this was on the biography channel maybe 2020, 2021, something like that. And and just just came out on um, on YouTube, but uh, yeah, so it's free for y'all. <clears throat> yeah, it's free with a lot of commercials. Yeah, good lord, there's a lot of commercials. Yeah, that YouTube money, I don't yeah. blame them. Fucking get your bag, WWE, do your thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame them either. Um, we typically rate these movies um, on some scale that I just pull up out of my head. I'm gonna go with uh, crushed beer cans on this one. Um. um it's hard because this is maybe one of the first ones that I'm a, a fan of what we we're talking about. Yeah, like not I'm a fan of golf, but I'm not. I was I was a, I'm a fan of golfing. I'm yeah. not a fan of following golf. I like sports, but I don't love tennis. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the stuff we've covered hasn't been like in my alley. Where I'm, I am one. Obviously, we know him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then meeting the person and being a fan, and then being a fan after I meet the person. Like that's a rare lineup, uh-huh. so it's hard to like judge because I I was highly entertained. Um, I might give it like four. I might give it four out of five. Crushed beer cans. I was gonna say four as well. Yeah. it's it's incredibly well produced. It's yeah. very streamlined though because they're they they left out a whole lot of characters along the for way. Sure. For sure, yeah. But we always complain about shipping too long. Like if they made this three one hour series, yeah, it'd probably suck. You know, it's like a perfect amount of time. Yeah. You get the story. It ends kind of abruptly. Like, all of it is, like you said, it's scripted well, yeah. which which is always going to want you leaving more right. rather than you being flooded. So, um, yeah, overall good. Shot well. Good footage. Some footage that's really famous. Some footage that's you've never seen before. Correct. You know, so like some cool B-roll in there. A little bit of business talk. Yeah. It was good. It was good. I think even if I wasn't a stone cold, I'd probably still give it like a three and a half, four. Yeah, no, I agree. And uh, all of the more recent stuff that was shot with him is like, that's the guy. Yeah. That's the guy I met. I don't know where he is now. I heard he was in Reno for a bit because I think he sold his Texas ranch. Uh, I wonder if he is in Reno. I think he is in Reno. Yeah. I believe I believe the last time that I heard he was in Reno. Tweet the man. See what's um, going on. Write some Kawasaki's. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think he has a house or did have a house in... Um, in L.A. Yeah, Marina Del Rey. That's the house I went to. <clears throat> Crazy. But, but uh, I don't think he's spending as much time there. I don't blame him. He seems like a Nevada man. Yeah, no, he's got the, he literally has a ranch there that's yeah. not not in Texas and um, does a lot of his own shit. Yeah, hanging out. Yeah, I'm sure he's still doing his podcast. I don't think his TV show is still going on. Like the um, They challenge. come and go. Yeah. So, like, they reformulate and you can come back again in another way. I think it's all... That's all under WWE. Oh, really? Yeah. Whereas the his podcast is his podcast. Yeah, just on the side. The um, because uh, he's been podcasting for as long as we have. Yeah, a long time. And um, yeah, he was early. He was early with podcast one. <clears throat> well, you know when we had him on uh, on on the Powercast for the first time there, uh, I had his number because uh, I was told that he wanted to talk technical issues with me yeah and so i'm driving down the street in my neighborhood and my phone rings and it's like stone cold steve austin it's like fuck yeah. i gotta pull over i can't so i can't drive and talk to him yeah yeah because he would just record it on his own he would just record it out of, out of his home out of a little kit and then send it off to get produced yeah and uh you know he, i said you i didn't have a whole lot to offer really because he had kind of for someone who didn't have any anyone engineering their show he had kind of the best setup that he could have yeah, yeah quick easy gist and travel because he would travel a lot yeah yeah for sure yeah shout out stone cold shout out to y'all for listening free documentary on youtube probably worth a watch a lot better than some of the paid shit on netflix and stuff going around for sure um ladies and gentlemen if you want to get involved join goodcompanydiscord.com we got exclusives. We take your questions. We interact. A like-minded community, uh, and you get early access to all good company apparel drops. Check out 3sb.co. New apparel drop comes July 24th. Um, and I'm sound like where you want to find me. If you guys are in California, stop by Third Street Barbell, and um, we'll catch you next time.
I am at the Jimmy Day on all the social media. This show is 50% facts, where percent is a word and 50 is just numbers. 50% facts is a Spreaker Prime podcast in association with iHeartMedia on the Obscure Celebrity Network. And we'll talk to you next time.